Nature has a way sometimes of reminding man of just how small he is. She occasionally throws up the terrible offsprings of our pride and carelessness to remind us of how puny we really are in the face of a tornado, an earthquake, or a Godzilla. We are your hosts, Jessica, and I am Chris Eaton. Hey, we're back. Yes, we are. It's been a, it's been a little while. Um, we had uh, shenanigans afoot from the convention season. Those are now over, and we're hoping we're we're getting back on that steady train of you know our bi monthly podcast, aren't we, Jessica? Yes, we are. We we feel like we came back after San Diego Comic Con decided to take us out. Mm-hmm. Both mentally and physically. <laughs> We're not as young as we used to be, are we? Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Feels like that sometimes. Uh, I you you still take a few days off after Comic Con, right? I do. I do. Comic Con, for those who don't know, ends on a Sunday at mm-hmm. five o'clock. From five to six, I leave promptly at like five o one because this is after five days. I count preview night as day one. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's check-ins and you have to get your badge and everything, the, so... And it's also the day to get all the exclusives, too. Yes. 501, I leave. <laughs> I eat. Mm-hmm. And then I let everybody know that I will be gone for the next 16 to 18 hours and do not file a missing person's report. I turn my phone on silent and mm-hmm. I just pass out in my hotel room until whatever time I wake up on Monday. So you go and then after you go into yeah. like a weird form of Odin sleep. Then it is. It's the Odin. Yeah, it definitely is the Odin sleep because then I get up, mm-hmm. and then the next day I kind of relax a little bit in San Diego, the Gaslamp District. Mm-hmm. But then I also get ready to like upload videos and do photos and all that other stuff. So you know, for when we when Chris and I are there for press, yeah. So we still have to be able to upload and get all of our stuff out. But I try to, in between doing that, I try to walk around and kind of, you know. Taking the aftermath. I would say taking the aftermath and also, you know, revigorate from San Diego Comic-Con. Got to go through a Doctor Who-esque regeneration. Yes. Yes, I damn do. Uh, You want to hear a terrible, terrible secret? I have yet to upload any of the video I took from Comic-Con. I got to put all that crap together still. Oh my gosh! Well, it takes time to edit things. Yes. Well, I got I got the press video that needed to be sent in, so that was that was like a quick chop shop. But I took like uh, nine hours of footage of just walking around and stuff like that that I got to put together. So I still got that, and I'm smack dab in the middle of putting together one for D23 that I did last week. So yeah, I've got a lot of stuff to to edit. But such such is the life of running your own website. Yes, yes, it definitely is. You don't have enough money to really hire a free slave intern, Mm-mm. but then you don't have just enough the time to do it all yourself. Pretty much. So you just kind of have to pace it out and hope for the best. Yep, that you do. Well, on that note, Jessica, since we haven't talked about Comic-Con here, uh, I I did briefly talk about it over on the Tokusatsu Network podcast about mm, roughly a month ago now. Uh, Go check them out. Paula uh, runs that podcast over there. She's a very lovely gal, and they do all kinds of crazy cool uh, Tokusatsu-related stuff. So you want to get up on your Sentai, that is where you go drop it over there. So... Good. Go go send them some love. Tell them that we sent you. But uh, we didn't. I I didn't want to get into detail because I was already yapping on enough as it was over there to the point that like Paula, I I I could tell she's like uh, we other people want to talk too. So that's what the pretty much what the first half of this episode is going to be is us recanting our our, re, our uh, 
yeah, I think that's the right uh, adverb. Uh, our Comic-Con shenanigans and a little bit news. This is just kind of like a, a decompression episode. So, Jessica, I was, uh, besides, yes. besides um, <laughs> the uh, insane work schedule, how was your Comic-Con? No, it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually telling my friend that I go into a, we would like to call it, because it sounds so harsh, I go into like Nazi mode or something like that, but the friendly kind. Mm-hmm. My friend was like, we don't drop that N-word here. Uh, <laughs> and, and, oh my gosh, it's because I, I stick to like a super, super strict schedule. And I try to follow along with it while doing, like, four or five other things while I, you know, I also do have fun. I get to walk around and I get to look at everything. But I only have that time Wednesday on preview night Mm -hmm. and the last two hours of Sunday. So I always make sure I walk around as much as possible. But I always hit up Artist Alley and Small Press first. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to spend my hard-earned money, I feel like it should be for other artists mm-hmm. and also other independent, like press or small artists that are trying to kind of make their way by selling their art. You know, like you get the most unique poster prints there. Yes, as you know, as opposed to like going to the exhibitor section and getting a Harry Potter poster that is extremely common. Oh. Nothing wrong with the Harry yeah. Potter poster, but I kind of like fan art Harry Potter, maybe drawn by another artist I just discovered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a few of those myself. I got I bought a uh, a nice Livio Ramondelli Darth Vader piece that's just the bee's knees. Uh, I'll post a picture of it in the show notes. But uh, if you don't know the man's art, uh, you, you need to you know crawl out of the hole you're living in and go check out the Transformer books he does for uh, IDW. Ah, he's like the Drew Struzan. Of robots. That's how good this guy's stuff is. Um, but yeah, so uh, so you got some art. And, uh, I, w- I would say it's like 90% art that I've been <laughs> taking home. And every year, I never fail to not bring a poster tube. You would think you would have learned by that by now. You're not going as you much would- as you have. Nope, you think I would <laughs> learn, but I don't. It's almost sitcom Like, I can hear the... Going off in the background, and you just God. what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, uh, also for those who don't know, Jessica also runs herself ragged by hosting a myriad of panels too. And uh, <laughs> this was your first year, really. You, you were up in the big leagues finally this year, weren't you? Yes, yes, and we made it. You and I have also yes. made it, yes, but also did. on the side, mm. also on the side note, I also got panels. Um, where um, they were not kaiju related, mm-hmm. but I moderated them, and but I think one of the great honors was also being asked to be a guest on one. Mm-hmm. So it means you know someone finds that you have a formidable knowledge in a particular area. Mm-hmm. So I had six panels this year, and I was doing <laughs> press work and a few other smaller things mm-hmm. uh, or big things, depending I guess on how you saw it. So. I was just kind of like, yeah, there was that too. But, you know, I still had a lot of fun because, you know, how many people can really say that they were able to moderate a panel or be a guest on a panel or, you know, meet Grant Gustin or, you know, like... Wait, wait, all you got to meet Grant really Gustin? Cool... Hold on a second. Did you really get to yeah. meet Grant Gustin? Oh. Uh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. The je- I, I, I'm super jelly. See, I he, got, he's he's really nice. He seems like a sweetheart of a man. Yes, yes, he is. He is extremely nice, and all I think all the cast members that they have are really wonderful and really great people. See, I got to talk to I got to talk to all the other cast members at WonderCon, but they didn't have Grant there. They had, well, I, I got to talk to. For, if you're not, if, if you're listening to this, you don't know what the heck we're talking about. We're talking about the Flash, the most awesome show on TV. Um. Yeah. So I got to talk to uh, uh, was it Carlos? Uh, was it Carlos Valdez? But I, I, I'm I'm sorry. We're for recording this at like one thirty in the morning, so my mind's a little shot right now. But anyway, the guy plays Cisco, so I got to meet Cisco. I was very happy about that. And Daniel Panabaker because I loved her in Sky High. 
So, and uh, you can see those. I, I actually have a quick shill. Uh, for all those interviews are up I'm on, uh, on my, you know, the site I, I, I co-run uh, over at the Realmcast. And you can see me stumble horribly and fail talking with the girl that plays Iris. It was so bad. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. I, I had every... The, she was the only one I didn't have any questions for. I'm just like, I had to stop and... Um, uh, my buddy George, who also runs the site, he's just like, "What?" He mouth. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm just like, "I, I, I'm nothing." She can even look at me. It's like, "Uh, you all right? You having a stroke here? What's what's going on?" So, it's yeah. I it's, she was number two on the on the list, and thankfully, I had everyone else. I, I picked the ball back up and ran with. So, but yeah, if you want to see something super awkward, you, there's nothing worse than seeing a fat, sweaty guy. Stumble his way through an interview that he is not prepared for. So, yeah, you can go check that out. That that that's always fun. So you get to meet Grant Gustin. You, what, what were the panels you actually hosted, Jessica? Uh, I hosted uh, the, let's see, the Forgotten Trio, which is a spotlight on letters, colors, and inkers. Wow, uh, the col- tracers of the industry. Yes, the people I believe who deserve more credit are completely underappreciated. Um, you you're know, like a doctors. Without... <laughs> you're like a doctors without borders for comic artists. <laughs> That's a hilarious like way of these, putting it. These poor letterers, nobody appreciates them. Well, you know what? You a lot of people don't realize that you know the final product you get in your hand every Wednesday is not just done by the penciler and the writer. Mm -hmm. There are many other people involved. So I think credit should go where credit is due. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then so there's that. And then uh, I was a guest on uh, The Most Dangerous Women of Comic-Con where we talk about female villains. Mm -hmm. And we were, you know, um, Katrina Hill's amazing. She's known as the action flick chick, and she had asked us questions about what our favorite female villains are, why we like them, like, why is it so hard to write a good one, or why is it that we see more films where the male villain dies, but the female villain doesn't die? And so that I was a guest on. So it was it was really, really great. I expected some MRAs there. Mm-hmm. They were... I mean, I'm, I'm sure there must be one or two, but they didn't say anything. Yeah, so. it's Comic Con. I think at that point, everyone's just kind of like, whatever, you know. It's just I, I, I you know, I got to go get in line for the Hasbro booth, so I, I don't have time to complain right now. <laughs> I don't, I've got time to crap on women right now. I gotta, I gotta get this. <laughs> yeah, it's like my Ant Man exclusive is going to be gone in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, so we you know we were prepared for that. Um, so there was that one. Uh, you're defining your own unique signature art style. Mm-hmm. So I had like David Aha. He does Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. He flew in, I believe, from Spain or somewhere, and from Europe. Mm-hmm. And it was his first time in the United States, and I think he was extremely humbled like by the number of people who just love his Hawkeye or knew him through his Hawkeye books. Mm-hmm. So that was really great. Um, I also did In Your Face, which was a look into satire, human, or Christian-themed comics. So it's not a Christian-themed co- uh, comic book panel. Mm-hmm. It was more of a look into how religion was kind of portrayed in comic books. Okay, so like, so, did, you guys, did you guys bring up a lot of Daredevil, I take it? You know, not really Daredevil. We put up, we brought up a lot of like religious tracks and the old Archie comics used to just have a lot of just Christianity in it. Like a Jughead had to fight between gluttony and like wanting to follow what was good or something like that. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, so people are like that really, good. Re- people are really reading into something. Yes, well, there was a comic book about cults and how these two brothers had to save a girl from a cult. Hmm. And all of a sudden, a brother got superhero powers and he could just jump off of a cliff and land in a boat without being hurt or something like that. It was very, very, very odd. Hmm. So, 
Yeah, and then I had a great uh, Food Network panel with Chef Duff Goldman from mm-hmm. Ace of Cakes. So we talked about pop culture and how it crosses over to bakery because now we have all these superhero wedding cakes and oh. all that stuff. Oh, I got something. I got an addendum to that. Uh, I was at D23, like I mentioned. Uh, yeah, I, I think I said it uh, this, last weekend from when we record this. And, uh, yeah, there was a booth there promoting. You ready for it? Disney-themed princess cakes. Oh, my gosh. So the cake, Holy crap, the yeah. Cake, the cake portion, like, is, like, they had a Cinderella. So she had the old-timey, like, uh, kind of buxom dress that kind of blew, the bells out at the bottom. That was the yeah, cake. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the Cinderella on top. And then, of course, shockingly, they had three different kinds of frozen cakes, too. And uh, I believe, I want to say, I want to say there was a Maleficent cake that goes with that, too. Holy crap, that would be awesome. Yes. So, yeah, there was, uh, it was cakes galore. I pretty much, yeah, we've, we've turned cake into, like, an extreme sport now, like baking cakes. It's like, can I just eat it. It's like, no, no, no. It took us 19 and a half hours to construct this. So you're going to just have to sit there and look at it. You know, you know, what's amazing about chef Duff Goldman. He says, once I make a cake Mm -hmm. and I hand it to you and my check is already cashed, Mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want with it. I like that. And he, he was, he was actually there at San Diego Comic Con, not just for the panel that he and I were doing, but also he presented the the cast of Fantastic Four with their Fantastic Four cakes for kind of the premiere of the movie. And he said, oh, I know. He said that some of the actors, I can't remember which one, Mm -hmm. were so drunk, he was just standing in the corner giddily waiting for one of them to fall headfirst into the cake. (laughs) And he was just like, oh, man, I would have paid my own money to see that. Uh, little, um, little did he know they were going to proverbially do that a month later. <laughs> I, I still don't know haven't if seen that movie. Did you, go, that. did you watch Fantastic Four? I have not yet, but I do plan to, regardless of whether it'll be on Netflix, DVD, or somewhere else. I do plan on doing it. I might have to do that. I, I foregone, I, I forewent it to go see Man from Uncle instead. So. Oh, oh, hell yeah, Man from Uncle, which <sighs> is the closest. To my Superman and Batman casting, oh, there yeah. will ever Look, be. I have got okay. Two things. Uh, we'll get. We'll, we're going to talk about giant monsters in a minute, but I got to get my soapbox <laughs> for a second. Uh, a when uh, I saw Henry Cavill Superman, I'm like, this guy's great, and everyone's like, ah, well, you know, he's only done something. I'm like, all right, just give a sec. He is amazing in Man from Uncle. He has. He oozes <laughs> swagger and charisma by the gallon. It's like a floodgate that opened on a dam. That's how much is coming out. It's like, it, 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 perfect. Pitch no perfect. The second, someone finally found something good to do with Army Hammer. They actually worked well with the fact that the man's a, a freaking giant. And I have been going on Twitter for the last week, uh, hashtagging Army Hammer for He-Man. Because that's why I wanted to play He-Man now. He's perfect for the role. Yes, yes. I mean, he's amazing. And, you know, a friend of mine was kind of like, you know what? His Russian accent is actually kind of spot on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me re- let me Google this giant. Mm-hmm. So I looked him up, and I believe he's a descendant of, uh, like, Russian Jewish parents mm-hmm. or ancestry. So that's probably why, I mean, obviously he may have had a coach because he has perfect yeah. American accent. Um, and so, you know, that's probably why it's one of the reasons why it's spot on. Yeah. But I, I loved how they had an American to play a Russian and an yeah. Englishman to play American. It's Guy Ritchie at its best. I love Guy I, I love Guy Ritchie now. I liked Guy Ritchie when he started. Guy Ritchie Madonna years was not good. <laughs> yeah, go watch Swept Away. It's a terrible movie. But yeah, no man from Uncle. Oh, brilliant. I love I love that I love that era kind of stuff. I love the six that sixties kind of style filmmaking. It's ah oh, mm, perfect. So. It, yeah, it's definitely a movie I would see several times. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I saw I it mean, twice already. I took my grandmother and I, and yep. I, I took my uh, my buddy and I. We we went after D twenty three. We're just like, well, he's like, oh, I want to go see uh, Straight Outta Compton. I'm like, that's two and a half hours, man. I don't I don't think I can stay awake for it. Oh, let's go watch Man from Uncle. I'm like, all right, let's do that. I was falling asleep for the first five minutes, and then the second that car chase hits, I'm like, all right, I'm wide awake for this now. 
Oh my gosh, you know what? I bet you for the casting call mm-hmm. for Victoria, they probably wrote Paris Hilton. Like, just two words. Yeah. Just, and she's so tiny compared to everyone else on that, on that that in that cast, too. Oh, um, I was talking about the supervillain. Oh, yes, thank the, you. Oh, not yeah, the supervillain, excuse the so. female villain. Yes, very yeah. much so. She, she's a Paris Hilton. But the other one is tiny. Yes. She's like... Well, you know what? Technically, I looked her up. She's like five feet four or five, mm-hmm. which is like average, I believe, for mm-hmm. at least an American woman. I believe she is a well, French st- or an, another European actress. Yeah. So maybe their heights are different there. But the average for an American is five feet five for a woman. Uh, she is, I believe, five feet four, five feet five. Mm-hmm. I think it's because all her scenes are with Army, mm-hmm. almost, and other. And he's like just a foot, foot you know, different. He's six foot five of waffle stomping. You know. You know, just built like a like a proverbial brick shit house, and then you got um you you have you have Henry Cavill who's just it looks like he's chiseled out of granite, and just given like like a nice like waxing over just like because there's like a like almost like a cartoonish like gleam coming off of his teeth. Yes, yes, it is. Watching the movie, I was re- I was trying not to reach out and stroke the screen and be like, "Army face, why can't you be my Bruce Wayne?" <laughs> you know, hey, you know or if, or uh, the opposite, he could be he could be Clark and then Henry could be Bruce. I don't care. I'll take both. He was going to be Bruce Wayne at one point. You know that, right? Yes, yes, it is Justice League Mortals. Yeah, but that's the where Batman snapped a neck, and then I lost all interest. <laughs> Batman doesn't kill. Superman will. Batman doesn't. <clears throat> All right. Well, <laughs> we've divert. We've digressed enough. Let's talk about the big thing. We had a panel, Jessica. Yes. Yes, we had a panel, and it was awesome. So. Uh, so that was that was my sixth panel, mm-hmm. but Chris's Chris's other panel. That was my one. Panel. So. That was the one thing. It's just like okay, this is the one thing besides doing press lines. It's like I got to go do this. So we were thrown over into a new location this year at the San Diego Public Library. So if you're down there in San Diego, it's the giant. It looks like it's it's a giant bell tower next to uh, uh, Petco Park. Um, they have a uh, it has a uh, little tiny kind of uh, auditorium it seats. What what would you say? Three hundred people. Right, right. So yeah, it's it it was. Um, a noble effort on San Diego's part this year because they did throw most of... Uh, it was like a big public speaking area that's like... Comic-Con was like, we don't know where to put this stuff quite yet. Oh, we'll put it over here where everyone's got to walk like two blocks to go see it. So, yeah. When I walked in there, there was a panel already running and there was like nine people in there and my heart kind of sank a little bit. I'm like, oh, we, we, might, not, we might not have anybody for this. And uh, fortunately, as uh, the panel neared its um, its starting time, we had a a fair amount of people, uh, you know, hustle in. So well, we, I would say we filled that room by what? I think it's sixty percent, which was uh, yeah. It 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 made my day. I was like, oh, thank God! Like I had the Kevin Smith moment. Where it's like we're gonna play to nobody. What? Ah, oh, geez. So. Um, and Jessica, who were our fantastic guests that we had on this panel? Oh my gosh, we had so many ones. We had the lovely uh, Chris Mowry, mm-hmm. as always, the, the Chris writer. Mowry, as I refer to him. Yes, <laughs> Chris Mowry. Mm-hmm. Um, along with Matt Frank, who was not there. Matt Frank was the other duo. He was at G Fest. Yeah. But that wonderful dynamic duo, you know, obviously wrote Godzilla: Rulers of Earth. We had. The really, really wonderful uh, Colin Bunn, mm-hmm. uh, who came in and he did Godzilla Cataclysm. That, we that also, guy's blowing yeah. up right now. He oh, is, he's amazing. Yes. He's amazing, yeah. He's got that He's got that, uh, that charming Missouri accent to him, too. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. And then we also had Dr. Harry Core, mm-hmm. who, you know, to Chris's delight, well, it was probably the only good thing that came out of it. He wrote episodes for the 1998 Godzilla animated series. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one who, I believe with their blessing, used the word Gojira, which yes. is, he believes, is, you know, the correct or the most authentic term 
you know, for yeah. the authentic name for Godzilla. And he used it in his episode. Yes, he did. And it was, so... It was the um, the uh, Snake and Mecha Yeti episode. So if you've seen the yeah. show, you, you know which one I'm talking you, You'll know which one I'm talking about. It's, well, it's, one, yeah. it's one of the much... Be- it's one of the best episodes. Actually... I don't talk crap on the Godzilla animated series. I actually really liked Godzilla the animated series a lot. Um, it, it, yeah. it was, as Jessica said, it was probably the best thing to come out of that movie. So, uh, very well written, very much more in tune of you know what we were hoping to get out of that film. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, yeah, there was uh, that was good times. I I, I got a little side thing. Um, uh, my buddy George was recording in the, was recording us in the background. And uh, uh, when he mentioned that uh, he wrote for Voyager, I could see George's head perk up because he's a freaking Star Trek fanatic and he loves Voyager. He's like, he hit me up after he's like, dude, does Jessica have that guy's number still? I want to pick his brain about Voyager. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask her. So I might have to get a number from you afterwards. Oh, yes. No. Dr. Harry Clore, look this guy up. He has amazing credits. Yes. I mean, pretty much he lived the nerd's dream. So there, yeah, there is that, and he's also incredibly nice and charming in person, and mm-hmm. just very like mellow voiced. Like I can't really ever expect him screaming or yelling at a person. I just can't see it. Yeah, he did seem very, uh, very docile. Like just like yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yes, yes, yes. We had him. We were going to have another guest who was wonderful enough to stop by, and he has you know, graciously gave us a couple of things. Mike Vasquez mm-hmm. is an artist over in Artist Alley, and his Kickstarter was successfully funded. He's kind of like a Popzilla, Pokezilla, which are Pokemon characters that have been kaiju-fied. And he has the most amazing prints, both on metal and, you know, the new metal sheets. That's kind of the new thing that I really like. Yes. And it's coming around Artist Alley, and he has regular canvas and regular prints. But he was not able to stay, but he did pop, you know, pop up by and give us a couple things that, you know, we might be able to give away later. But also, he's really wonderful and really look up Mike Vasquez's work online. Oh, yeah. No, and we, then, he, he gave us yeah, a few things. I'll, I'll um, you know, at the end of this episode, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little contest because he gave us a few things to give away. So we'll give them away at the end of this episode. How about that, Jessica? Oh, yes. Oh, that sounds great. Yes. And of course, there was you and me. And then uh, we had a very special guest in which Chris, <laughs> Chris gave a lovely, I'm actually Facebook friends with him, Chris now. But mm-hmm. Chris, you know, I truly believe that the success of any person, product, podcast, whatever, it's actually by the fans or the consumers or the people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really wouldn't be there if it wasn't for people listening for us, mm-hmm. those who actually wanted to be at our panel, who took time out of their day <laughs> to walk all the way over to the San Diego Public Library. It was not an easy walk then, either. <laughs> and it was hot. Yes. And they came. And so, you know, the greatest people are the audiences. So we did a, we picked one by using kind of a trivia question, which you had asked. And the person who got it right Mm-hmm. got to be on our panel. And the person that we had was a lovely gentleman named Kevin, whom I can tell was both excited and extremely scared at this, or nervous <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I felt bad towards the end because I was kind of like ribbing this kid the whole time. Just, <laughs> I was, you know, it was it like, he, he was like, yeah, it was, it, you know, you know what it was? It was, and he was a good sport about it, but it was it felt like that moment in uh, the Fifth Element when Chris Tucker shows up for the first time, and he's trying to interview Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis just keeps giving him those one note like answers, like, uh, yeah, it was a lot of that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was I was trying to get him to come out of his shell a little bit. I'm like, come on, man, you're you're here in San Diego, you're on a panel, come on. So but he, he was it's a good sport great. about it, though. He was a very good sport about it. He was amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was so great. It's Kevin Ma, and Kevin he actually, is. yes, he put up a photo his buddy took of him, mm-hmm. of him on the panel with all of us, and now he's made it as his cover photo on his Aww. Facebook. 
and he's so great. And I wanted to hashtag Kevin did Kevin did fine, or was it Kevin did great? Mm-hmm. Um, because I believe he was more of an Ultraman Tokusatsu Sentai fan, yes. so he knew all his kaijus from there. Mm-hmm. But we also talked about Gamera's 60th anniversary, you know, 50th, excuse me, Gamera and Godzilla's anniversaries. Mm-hmm. So I could tell that like what he loved was less talked about on the panel. Yeah. So it's a little bit more thrown off for him. We're sorry, Kevin. And if you're listening, we'll make it up to you. We'll yeah. ask you a bunch of ultra, Ultraman and other questions. We will. Well, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of, you know, kismet that you say that because we will be talking about Ultraman later on the show. So, but yeah, so, but other than that, the, uh, the panel was a great, was a rousing success. Um, uh, Mark, who uh, our, our good buddy Mark, the the fifth Beatle of the show, he was over in uh, G Fest, but he did send along a little, uh, you know, a little bonus for people who are in the audience over in San Diego. So we got to, we got a they, they anybody in the audience got to see little snippets of um, the films he's got coming up for Kaiju Gaiden. So that went over pretty well too. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was nice. It was good times had by all. I got to live out a dream of being on a San Diego Comic-Con panel. If mind you, I've been going for 22 years. This this was like the last great like destination I could get to for for Comic-Cons. Like I've been I've done everything. I need to be on a panel now. So, I've gone to after parties, I've gone in early, I've bought, I've done it. So now I've I've checked off every box thanks to Jessica. Oh. <laughs> So I'm so glad that you were on there. You were very, very excited. You were just smiling. You were like such happy baby. It was, well, it's Comic Con. I'm in my element there. So that's uh, that's 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 my mecca. That's that's my that's my happy place. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So good times. As I said, good times were had by all. So good Comic Con. Um, on a side note, uh, I got I took some pictures of uh, the various Godzilla related. Shenanigans that were going on there. Uh, what is it? Uh, Toynami had a bunch of their stuff out, and they actually had an exclusive for the show because they are redoing the Shogun Godzilla from uh, Mattel, but they're doing their own sculpt. It just happened to go for three hundred dollars, so no one bought one. At least, unless you were like really hardcore. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. It was three hundred. Yeah, Mark... I did have two friends get it though. I did have oh, two really? friends have it. Yeah, because it was yeah. it was the green color. Because they're releasing a black version for the for the public masses. Uh, I remember Mark uh, hitting me up. He's like, "Hey, uh, is that Shogun Godzilla there?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh man, how much is it? Three hundred bucks." Oh, okay. Yeah, just continue on. That's that's cool. That's that's great. It's a giant hunk of plastic. I'm not paying three hundred dollars for it right now. <laughs> I was like, I'll pay three hundred dollars for the OG one, but I'm not paying three hundred dollars for 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 that right now. Uh, I didn't blame them, but they did have. Did you, Jessica? Did you see the Godzilla plushie that they had on on display there too? I did. I wasn't able to get it, but I took myriad of pictures mm-hmm. of it because it's a big fat like chibi Godzilla. That's just he looks yes, like a it was. Cool. It's so cute. So I knew it was like, oh, this is a Jessica item right here. This is this is definitely what she would like. Uh, then yeah, the you know uh, pre uh, was it Diamond Select had their stuff. The X Plus figures they're putting out. The other big to do uh, for Comic Con was that Viz uh, announced they're releasing the Ultraman manga for the first time in America. Yep. And uh, they have the creators. Uh, you know what? it's too late. I'm going to butcher their name. So I just the guys that made the book. That's that's what I'm just going to say right now. Otherwise, you're going to hear me stumble through some Japanese names I can't pronounce. So, uh, if you bought the book, you got an exclusive figure that came with it, and you could actually get it signed by the uh, the, the artists and, and uh, writers of the book. Um, my only little kind of... I don't know if it was them or it was Viz, I don't know, but there was like... it felt Their, their signings felt real impersonal, and I did do it on Friday, so unless some... You know, jackass ruined it for everyone else on you know on Thursday or Wednesday, but it was just like, yeah, just come here, just it, nothing else signed, just the Ultraman and uh, no pictures, no nothing like that. I'm like, oh, okay, 
So it was just kind of like walk up, oh thank you, and then just kind of you know move on. I'm not com I'm not complaining too much because uh, I do like the book, and uh, you can actually go buy it. It just came out this week. Uh, do go buy it because that's pretty much right now the only bit of Ultraman uh, merchandise you can legitimately buy American, you know, on on the state side right now. So. Let Viz continue to put it out, unlike my beloved Guyver manga that they have refused to put out for the last 20 years. Um, and then, yeah, the figure's a little cool. Uh, shockingly, that thing sold out by, by Saturday afternoon. I was uh, quite surprised. And, uh, yeah, for 30 bucks, it's it's a nice it's a nice little thing. I'll, I'll throw a picture of, uh, of it um, on the show notes. But, yeah, I think that was, that was about it for all kaiju-related stuff. You know, concerning Comic Con. Anything else I'm thinking of? I'm missing. No, no I can't think of anything else. Um, on other little show notes, um, Nika did put out their NES Godzilla figure. So if you get to a uh, Toys R Us right now, you could probably go pick one up. Do so because uh, they did announce on Twitter it's like, yeah, we ran our production on those figures are done. So. We don't have any more in stock, so whatever's out there is out there right now. So they're kind of they're beanie babying it a little bit. So if you didn't grab one, go grab one now. Otherwise, they're gonna be like $110 on eBay in like five months. So go do that. And uh, let's see. Ah, oh, well, might as well just jump into it now. Jessica, Ultraman's yes. back. Yes, it is. It is to the, to the delight of many people. I'm sure to Kevin and Paula. Oh yes. Oh, very much so. Well, there's two. There's two tidbits. So, while we were uh, in between uh, our our last episode we recorded with Ricardo Delgado and this episode now, uh, Subaraya put out two. Well, they put out one interesting thing. Um, they put out a a video. It's a complete CG video. It was very. Pacific Rim-esque, if you will. And it's an all-CG Ultraman fighting an all-CG monster. I don't have, I don't remember the monster's name off the top of my head, because I, I don't go that deep into the Ultraman lore. I'm getting, I'm getting there. But, um, it was fascinating, to say the least. And pretty much the, um, the gist of it was this was a concept piece that may be used for an all-CG Ultraman film coming out next year for the 50th anniversary of Ultraman. Uh, did you watch it, Jessica? Yes, I did. And as an Ultraman fan, was it? it, it I, I want uh, you know. Give, give me your take real quick on it because I I got a few things to say on it. You know, I I looked at it. Uh, that dude had ears like <laughs> for days. I was distracted from everything else by his ears. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why. I guess because they're there. I don't. I don't know. So you're so used to like uh, a, a masked helmet kind of piece for it. Oh God, yeah. It it should have the, his ears should have their own helmet. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know the outfit was great. There were moments where you were like, "That is CGI," and then there are moments when you're like, "That is a dude in a suit mm -hmm. in a building that are small and built around him." Mm -hmm. So there's no flawless transition between those two. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really, really interesting. I actually had a friend who's never seen Ultraman watch it with me, and he was just, like, flabbergasted, like, what is going on? Is this some... Like, he thought it was a short film, mm -hmm. like, a, like, like a student kind of graduate short film. That's exactly because what I, I, To be honest, that's what I thought it was at first, too. Yeah, and then so he thought it was a student short film. I'm like, no, 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 this is, this is the new Ultraman. This is what I'm going to watch, and I'm going to talk about it with my friend Chris Eaton mm -hmm. on the next podcast. And he was like, I thought this was like, not like a fan film, but like a, you know, like a student art. And he yeah. was like, what is happening? <laughs> and he starts going, he has a support team? Like, all kinds of stuff. So many questions. He had so many. He's like, why are, why are little... Why are little monster kaijus in jars? Like, why are they little dolls? Like, oh my God, so many questions. In which yeah. I was like, let me watch and I can answer later. However, I think the main thing was my eyes are not used to, my eyes and my brain are not used to the transition between CGI and person. 
Mm. Because it's like, it's like it's a moment in the first Tron mm-hmm. where you know they're ahead of their time or trying to be there, but the technology still isn't quite there. Which I find it odd. Maybe it's just the production value and budget, mm-hmm. but J- Japan is known for their technology and their flawless transitions of many mechanical things. Wait, so wait, hold on, hold on a second. W- <laughs> Are you talking about Ultraman X now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <coughs> yeah, it's late, people. We're we're getting. So yeah, um, I was talking about the little um, CG thing that they put out. So. We're getting across. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I am so sorry. It took me a second. I, I, I was talking about the Ultraman Axe. Yes. Oh, no. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. But I will I will, I will, will port over everything you just said into that first in, in a moment. But the little CG thing for the um, the, the, the Super I put out. Did you see the where it's a classic Ultraman? Oh, classic? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I thought we were talking like... about two different. <coughs> yeah, it's hard. It's a lot of Ultraman. There's so much Ultraman coming at us right now. It's it's hard to grasp. <clears throat> but yeah, no, that that like two minute CG, the Super I made the the comp the studio made that, which apparently yeah. is going to be for a some sort of 50th anniversary project, where his mouth moves. It is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. I'm I I can't. Ultraman's mouth does not move. I know that it's supposed to be a mouth, but no, it's it's weird and wrong. And toes. He has toes, Jessica. I know. Uh, it's awesome. I I get what they're doing with it, but it's like it needs to be static and there's it's I, I look, I get that the the rubber suits are supposed to be their skin and all that cool crap. But yeah, when you're adding like the bones underneath and all that, adding that kind of detail, it's like, oh, this is throwing things off for me. I don't, I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable watching this. It's, this is weird and new, and it freaks me out. But other than that, it, it did, it had a very Pacific Rim feel to it, though. That, I, that's definitely what it felt like they were going for. Yes, 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 yes. So now, let us transition to what you were talking about, Ultraman X. Uh. <laughs> was announced, and then a week after it was announced, Crunchyroll comes out and says, hey everyone, we picked up Ultraman X, because we got all these other Ultramans we're running on our network. Awesome. When's it going to air? We are going to simulcast it, and then everyone lost their their, their freaking mind. It's the it's it's the first Ultraman series to ever air, to ever simulcast, ever in America, so the second they see it in Japan, we see it over here. Not only that, but it's the first brand new Ultraman series to actually air over here in any form since Tiga was on 4Kids TV with that atrocious dub. So, anyway, wants to wonder why Tiga didn't last? Just go watch the American version of it. So it's been it's been quite exciting, especially considering all of the. Um, Chayo shenanigans going on, you know, that's kind of like, there's that, there's that going on over there, but then there's Super Eyes finally like, okay, we'll, we'll roll the dice a little bit, we'll, we'll do a streaming thing, see how it works, and apparently people are eating it up. So, it, it doesn't hurt the the fact that, uh, Ultraman X does borrow a lot of the current, like, card gimmick stuff that's going on with, like, uh, Sentai uh, right now. Like, a lot of the Power Rangers and a lot of the Kamen Rider stuff have been using kind of like that. I call it, they, they, they've Yu-Gi-Oh'd it, as I've, as I've been saying. Learn. Right. Everything's power-up cards, and you slide them, and then you get, like, a new new power. So, the gimmick for this one, they actually, Ultran gets armor. So, he's like Mega Man in many ways. Like, he can he fights a monster, then he gets an armor power-up for it, and he can go fight more monsters that way. Yep, 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 yep which was something that my friend did not know about and was like, oh, this is kind of like a like a weird Digimon, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh type of thing. And I was like, yeah, I, I could see why you would say that. Yeah. Well, that's what all the kids in Japan like right now, apparently. that's I guess that's the big sell point. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been doing it for like the last four or five years with a lot of stuff. I mean, that kind of was the basis for Ultra Galaxy, the non-Ultraman Ultraman show, where... It was Pokemon for Ultraman. Yes. Where 
where you had one dude running around with ultra monsters and all they did was fight each other. It was an awesome show. Um, and if you haven't seen the movie, go out of your way to go watch it. That movie's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's it it very much they're 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 following that trend still. Um, I, I didn't watch Jenga, but from what I got the gist of, Jenga had the doll element to it, where the guy who could turn into Ultraman had various dolls he could actually click and you know right. monsters. So I think they're crossing the two gimmicks here finally. They're just like all right, just throw it all together. It's a big meshy pot. That that being said. It's it's fantastic. I haven't had this much joy watching an Ultraman series in a long, long time. Like, the last few that I actually did watch, I watched Tiga. That was cool, but it did feel like it was a chore at, a, at some at certain points. Um, you know, the like, I, like, I grew up on, my Ultraman was Ultraman Towards the Future. So I had a bunch of Australian people running around, you know, screaming, you know, Garukadon and stuff like that. But the, that's, that's what I grew up on. Um, you know, I like Ultra 7. But I got all the, it, that's classic. It's old school stuff. So the newer stuff, when they start implementing all the gimmicky cra- uh, crap, you start losing me a little bit. But Ultraman X has found a delightful balance to all that stuff, and the costumes and the fight scenes are. It, it, I'm at a loss for words. They're great. They're great. <laughs> They're freaking awesome. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So yeah, you got um. Pretty much, it, it, uh, the one element I will say this. I will say this. The one element that I've never, I, I, please, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time that you've ever seen the human host through the 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 vision of you know the Ultraman form. So the fact that I I know that the Ultraman and the human host have you know talked to each other before, like they've communicated. If you know the Ultra being isn't actually just in a human form. But I think this is the first time that we've ever seen it, like in what I call Zord mode, where um, the uh, I think it's Daichi, I think that's his name, the the guy who is, who is the human host for Ultran, he actually sees him inside of like this room, this null void, and he can actually do the upgrades from where he's at while he helps control Ultraman, and you see everything from his perspective. The again, very Pacific Rim esque, where you know you see him like fighting and stuff like that. Yes, and I really, really liked it, you know, and despite, and I felt so bad because it sounded like I was totally crapping on it. Um, I think just, you know, due to it, I really like the fact that he actually does some moves, Mm -hmm. which is something I think that surprised even my friend who was actually watching it with me. You know, there's definitely movements to it, Mm -hmm. and I think... I, you know, I think it's going to be good. You know, the fact that it is being simulcasted, like, I think people will definitely freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it just definitely had a Pacific Rim feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it because it actually showed that he was capable of defending and fighting. It's not just back in the days when choreography was just pushing each other back and forth and kicking each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. He actually had some moves that were in there that was really good. So I that's I really really like that. Oh yeah, no, it really does add, add that flavor because that that was always one of the great draws of the early Ultramans was the, you know the they they got hardcore with the fighting like they got more there was a lot more punch a lot more elbows they actually did karate there was like judo thrown in there like when they had the lighter suits they could like just do those flips and stuff like that there's a lot of that they brought back to it like the actual when they're you know when X is fighting the monsters it's you know it. There's like damage being done, like there is more than just sparks being being thrown, and yeah, the uh, the it is a there is at times weird mixtures of CG being put in there, like a lot of the um, the vehicle transformations, which is I think that's another first that they've done in the show because I don't I don't recall off the top of my head like them doing the com- combinations for the uh, which is essentially looks like two pickup trucks and a uh, like a Mazda like you know uh, you know racing car put together inside of a, you know, for uh, whatever super weapon that they create to fight, you know, the various kaijus. Which, um, another thing too, I do like that they're kind of going back and br- updating, you know, classic Ultraman monsters. Like, I think any, th- so far they're on episode 6 right now. I've watched up to episode 5. And I th- episode 1 so far is the only one that has like a brand new monster to it. But the suits are mm, awesome. 
top-notch. And uh, what, was, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, and they've already started introducing other Ultraman. Like, they brought Zero back, which to me was like a win because I love Ultraman Zero. So they're, you know, they're, they're playing around. They're also playing around with, you know, uh, his, you know, his human identity might already be compromised and stuff like that. There, there's a lot of good, there's a ton of good with this Ultraman. And the fact that it's simulcast on Crunchyroll just allows a lot more people to really, you know, step into it, which really, I, I hope that one day, especially with the fact that it's growing over here so much that, like, Toei will finally get off their butts and properly simulcast the, um, the un, the unmolested, uh, Sentai shows that they poured over here for Power Rangers. Yeah, I mean, that's not me talking smack on Power Rangers, but, you know, we can have both now, you know? Instead of just, you know, having people bootleg them, why not just, you know, just pull up a, a you know, start a streaming site and just a monthly payment of 10 bucks and you can watch all you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I completely understand what you mean. And I think that's a relatively good idea. Mm-hmm. So, eh, here's, here is hoping. All right, and then finally, Jessica, it was the 30th anniversary of the release of the first Godzilla movie I ever watched. I don't remember if it was the one you watched either. But uh, as we record this, yesterday was the 30th anniversary of the release of Godzilla 1985. <clears throat> the, uh, the the New World version, as uh, as it is. And Japan's called Return of Godzilla. And uh, it was uh, I felt a little sed- sentimental. You know why? Because, as I said... It was the very first Godzilla movie I ever saw. And uh, it's not the greatest Godzilla movie there is out there, but it still has a lot of, it's a lot of charm to it, and it still does stand out uh, immensely from many, many of the other entries. So uh, here's a... I can't, I can't believe it's 30 years already. So, which, um, yeah, it means we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I completely understand. I'm still... You know, I'm still thinking about the first the first one we were talking about with Superiors Ultraman, the one that we said it looked like a film. The CG film. one, yeah. The CG one because I just rewatched it three times mm-hmm. right now since we've been talking. Yeah. And I guess my issue is one great slash Coca Cola placement, whatever mm-hmm. that drink was in front of the Hachi little the little dog statue mm-hmm. at. But um, because they really focused on that product, a little soda product like a like a Michael Bay uh, Transformers That's film. That's how this stuff gets made. You got a shell. You know what? It's so weird. He is too weirdly gangly and tall and slick. I know. That's looking. It's weird, Do you isn't know what it? I'm talking about? Yeah, he's he's a little too alien, like a little too like. There's no muscle mass. I mean, there's muscle mass there, but it's just like. He looks like like Steve Rogers pre uh, um, su- like uh, pre uh, Super Soldier formula almost. Yes, and he's kind of like this weird, like emaciated, like someone who's six feet three but mm-hmm. is emaciated. Yeah, a little bit, which is not great. <laughs> but I loved, which I was like, what the heck? I love the kaiju though because he lit up mm. kind of like when Godzilla's, you know, like kind of light up his spikes or however people would like to call them people yeah. call them different things my mother called them sails and I'm like they're not sails but they look like little sails they light up like right before he would shoot out atomic mm-hmm. breath so I, mean, I really I you know, the monster looks great yeah the kaiju looked great Ultraman himself was odd and so this was the one I was talking about that kind of looked like a student film yeah that that's yeah that that's what I was talking about earlier too yeah it is it's a little off-putting just the fact that his mouth's moving bothers me for some god awful reason. I can't put my my finger on it, but it just seems so unnatural, though. Is it kind of like when Optimus Prime speaks in the Michael Bay film? Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the lips. Like, I want the I want the faceplate. I want the faceplate moving up and down. That's how he talks. I don't care if it doesn't make any sense. That's my op- That's the Optimus Prime I was born with. Damn it! And that's the Optimus Prime I will die with. Damn it! <laughs> No, I think I, I remember watching this a couple of weeks ago and thinking to myself, the toes will give me nightmares. Yes. It's like uh, it's creepy so, down there. It's like it's not it's not a boot. It is not a boot. I don't know why. They can just make it into a like a uh you know, Rob Liefeld esque. 
smooth ending of a foot mm-hmm. where it's just a smooth little point yeah kind of around but no they they, they decide they just want to go toes you know i'll give it to them that they're trying something different but yeah it's just you know there's some things that are best left. I mean, the design, the design of Ultraman's classic. It's flawless. It's, yes, it's a dude in a rubber suit, but it works very well because of that. So, you know, just keep it smooth. Keep, you know, you put a little muscle definition in the arms and the chest and, you know, maybe some in, in the thighs, but we don't need to, it does, it's a just membranous. That, that's the problem is his toe, he's got toes, but they don't separate. They're all under like one just patch of, you know, soggy flesh. It's like you would be tripping over everything every two seconds. <laughs> they don't grip. Oh Your my toes God, are separated because they're supposed like, to grip. That's true. They also he also doesn't look like he has a lot of bones. Mm-hmm. He's like double jointed throughout. <laughs> it's yeah, it's weird. It's unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> no, I much I much rather watch Ultraman X, but I'll pretty much watch anything Ultraman. So. Yes. Well, I mean, you are the Ultraman expert, so. Oh, I, I love it. And I felt so bad because I was confused. It is late, you guys. So I was confusing my, my love-hate between mm-hmm. Ultraman X and that horrible, pure CGI thing I was watching. Oh, God, my <laughs> That's eyes. That's fine. Here, here. You know, I'm going to timestamp this episode because we're coming, we're coming to a close anyway. It is 2.15 in the morning on a Tuesday oh my morning God. as we record this. So that gives you an idea of how far Jessica and I go to record these sometimes. So... <laughs> Yeah, but we do it for the love. We do it for the love and nothing else. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, all right. Well, on that note, let's, let's close out. Let's, let's give the people something, Jessica. Let's give them a little something. Okay. Okay. You go, you go for it. So, pretty much, uh, we have a uh, piece of art. And we it just pretty much, uh, just well, first off, give do you have his website handy? Or do you have any Actually. Let's let, let let's shill properly before we do this, so we're not just kind of willy nillying it, even though we are technically willy nillying it. Oh uh, well, you know I I love his oh I love his site because his URL is mikegoesgeek.com, dot com, mm-hmm. and he has up a lot of his artwork. And it's really, really great. And recently, I believe his Kickstarter... Yeah, it is Popzilla. Mm-hmm. And re, um, on his website, on the right-hand side, has the link to kind of all of his stuff. So whether it's Etsy or print or following him on Twitter or Instagram, it'll also link you to his Kickstarter, which I believe... Which Oh, my God, I clicked on it and it opened. I believe it was successfully funded. Yes. So I I remember him going like it's down to the last four hours and everything. So I was like I really hope he makes it, but it's wonderful. He he definitely I believe I'm looking for the funding. He funded for a little over four thousand dollars, but I le- I believe he was looking for twenty five hundred. Oh, good. So he's a humble man. Yes. Yeah, humble man. Not not asking for tens of thousands or mm-hmm. anything. So. And he's so kind and so nice, and so and his art's really good. I I highly suggest that if you have a little bit of extra dough to go for the metal prints, because those are really gorgeous. And it's three of them together to kind of put up a panoramic look of all the kaiju's. So what we're gonna do is he he gave us some uh, like a little care package to give away. We're originally we're gonna try to give it away at uh, the panel, but things kind of got out of hand. So. We'll give, we're going to give it away here on on the um, on the show. So, <clears throat> unlike our other previous uh, you know giveaways, where and I did a little thing where you enter, I'm I'm good. It's just one package. So, pretty much, uh, let's see, how do we want to do this? Do we want to do like a quiz, or just the first person to you know get a hold of us that, who's actually listened to it and can tell us? You know what? Do this. If you've listened to this episode, I'm going to make it super simple. What was the timestamp I gave out like two minutes ago? You could tell me that. I know you listened to the episode, and you write us at. You, yeah, I'm gonna keep it that way. You can get this wonderful art. There's, it's a care package. There's, there's a book. There's some buttons. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, if you just give me the timestamp uh, of what I of this episode I just gave out of you know how late at night we're 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 doing this. 
and write us at uh, Jessica. Where 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 can they uh, write us at? They can write us at the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail dot com. All right, the first person that just writes in with that with the correct timestamp, you get this package. I'll ship it out to you as soon as I can, which you know, give or take like a week or so. So that's all you have to do, and you get this wonderful exclusive art. It's a nice print, some buttons. It's all. It's a bunch of really cool stuff. You would, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you would love. So uh, on that matter, oh, a little, uh, little, uh, uh, little shop talk real quick. Um, got some. I got a lot of uh, great feedback from the uh, the the Chio episode previously. Thanks everyone. Um, thanks f- uh, if you if you like that. Go over to the Kaiju Cast right now. They have an episode where uh, Kyle sat down with August Rigoni, actually talking about all of the Chayo insanity. Do you, it's a it's a it's a brilliant episode. Please go over there, give those guys some love. If you're not already giving them love, go shower him with some more love. But if you want to know more about the 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 Chayo shenanigans uh, that you know led to myself and Paula at that fabled event in Hollywood that day, go give them a listen. And do check out. I put up a video of that podcast of the of the Hollywood Ultra one on our YouTube channel. You can see all the pictures I took, and actually, there's a little snippet of video on there uh, somewhere too. So, uh, and we do interview um, um, Mr. Sampo on that too. So it's I think it's one of the very few, if any, American, you know, or at least English-based interviews we did with uh, anybody's done with him. So give that a. Give that a listen to, and then uh, yeah, uh, Labor Day weekend. I have um, a little. We'll do another. I'm doing another contest. Be like our normal one. Um, I'll be giving away a um, nice care package of uh, Godzilla Rulers of Earth comics signed by Chris Mowry. He was uh, gracious enough to sign just a a, a, a freaking a thieves uh, satchel full of, of these things. So I'm going to give them away to uh, a couple of lucky people who um, who enter. So. Stick stick around for that. Um, I'll I'll blast our all of our uh, social network stuff uh, where you can go to enter that. On that note, Jessica, where can they yes. find more of our work, or where where where, where can they find us uh, on on in the internet? Slate people on Facebook. We are the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. Mm-hmm. Click like and be our buddies. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, which is. The Kaiju Kingdom, no podcast at the end due to a character limitation. However, back on Tumblr, we are the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast.tumblr.com. Also, we had given out our personal email out earlier, so write to us if you don't feel you can comment publicly safely. And we are the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail.com. And we welcome all kinds of comments. Yeah, we do. So, yes. Yes, except for trollers. Screw <laughs> you, trollers. Not those. But, you know, if you want to tell Chris that you did not like Final Wars, feel free to say why. So. <laughs> I, I will gladly be okay. Final Wars until the day I die. So, yes, bring it on, please. Um, oh, uh, so, real quick, tentatively, uh, the plan is Jessica, I believe we're going to go to G Fest next year. I think uh, I think that's in the cards. So yes, Tentatively. Chris is hard at work. Hard at work. Yes, yeah, Chris I, is hard at work figuring out all kinds of things from travel plans to yeah. finances to everything. While I'm trying to keep an eye out on Expedia and Orbit.com <laughs> for flight details. because you know there, as you know, there yeah. are certain days that it's easier to buy tickets, cheaper to buy tickets. It is. But uh, it is exciting because uh, you know Jessica's been pushing for us to go. I think since we started this. And uh, it's been like we need to go to G Fest. We need to. Go to G- I'm like, I would love to go to G Fest, but a what what always happens? Why we can't go to G Fest, Jessica? What what is always run against? San Diego Comic Con. Yes, and for you and I, that takes precedence, huh. even over Mighty Godzilla himself, sadly. So, but this this year, I mean, while we were there, I actually had a few people hit us hit uh, hit up our Twitter account, like, "Hey, you guys here?" And we're like, "No, we're in San Diego." So uh, we got confirmation that it G Fest and San Diego are on two different dates. So we are going to head on out next year. What we're going to do yet is still up in the air. I'm as Jessica said, I'm working on a few things. I'm hoping to bring one or two things. It's still too early to say right now, uh, but uh, to, you know, as the year 
trudges on. I'm hoping to have something pretty big to bring with us. So that's that's just tentative right now. But we will be there in some form or another. So um, if you're going out the next year, yeah, you know, just you know, hey, prepare for the arrival of Jessica and Chris. We'll be there with yeah. like it'll be like neon lights and the Transformers, you know, changing scene theme will be playing as we walk in. It'll be awesome. I will be in a Godzilla onesie, <laughs> and I will be you following need, okay. Chris around. You need to do that all weekend, then. That if you if you're going to do that, that you have to do. If we ever do any panels or anything like that, you got to be in the onesie all weekend. Like that, you cannot. Oh, Jesus. You can't change into anything else. Like it's pretty much just a like you're Calvin from Calvin and the Hobbs. You're running around in your Godzilla, you know, outfit. I will not go outside though because it is humid. Yeah, so it's, it's Chicago. I've, I heard, may, I've heard. I've heard it gets warm out there. I I think the moment I step out, I literally have to shed it, like <laughs> take it off, kind of like a sheep in wolf clothing, and just reveal a t-shirt and shorts underneath, mm. and just walk on out. But while I'm indoors, I assume there's AC. The yeah. onesie it is. Yeah. So we're we're both pretty excited. So tentatively, it's still uh, it's in the cards, people. We're we're gonna come out next year. So. And then, because uh, uh, yeah, uh, weekend after that's Comic Con, so we're uh, we're gonna push the limits of what our bodies can take for uh, the month of July. But uh, we're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna come out. So we're we're, we're quite excited. Uh, on that do note, not forget about Anime Expo. Oh my God! I know. Oh, <laughs> so much, so much. Oh. Um, yeah, oh, I forgot about that. It's three weeks. Oh my God! So, but we're gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna, we're gonna we're gonna sally forth. I'm gonna we're gonna hulk up, as, as they say. We're gonna do it. So, uh, hopefully, we'll see a lot of you out there. Um, you know, uh, Mark sent a lot of love that you know people gave him. This like you know, a lot of telephone was played between uh, you guys and Mark for us. So, uh, all those who did ask, thank you. We do appreciate uh, you guys listening. So, it's what keeps us going here. All right. Well, on that note, Jessica, where can we find more of your work? Yes, you can. Well, actually, you can actually Facebook friend me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, it is Jessica T S E A N G. Um, all I ask is to please send me a inbox so I know that it's not some rando mm -hmm. and it is a potential another kaiju friend, and I will accept your Facebook. Um, I, your Facebook friend request, excuse me. Um, I'm also on thecomicbookgirl.com and girlongeek.com. And from there, it kind of spreads to all the uh, social media stuff. All right, and you can find me over at therealmcast.com where I'm typing away on all the latest pop culture news is breaking. Pretty much it's all movie-related stuff. So if you like this uh, podcast, you'll like all of our shenanigans over there. I do run two other podcasts over there. You can listen to me on Take Two, hosted by myself and my good buddy George Cordero, where we do recap all the big news in the week. And uh, the rundown The Flash, uh, where we you know, pretty much talk about The Flash TV show. And uh, I do one for Cora, too, that's kind of like uh, we have... The last two seasons, and we're catching up with the first two seasons. So, if you like Legend of Korra, go give that a listen, too. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, is, uh, I think that's, yeah, that, that is it. It's, I'm, I've got one bloodshot eye right now. I'm falling asleep. I can hear Jessica start to snore off on the other end. So, <laughs> that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast for myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 